Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Hello again, my lovely creative listeners. Welcome to This Creative Life today. And today I'm jumping into one of my absolute most favorite books all time for artists called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. Many of you know I rave on about this regularly and many of you have also done The Artist's Way with me, which is an online program uh, over 12 weeks where we really explore the ins and outs of each chapter of the book together and we find ways to share the experience together, which basically just adds rocket fuel to the whole thing. Uh, I've seen some brilliant transformations happen for artists who have gone through the process and of course you get to actually finish the whole process it's important to follow it all through and one of the things I've noticed over time with artists is they're really familiar with the book they might even own the book they maybe you've even started reading the book but they never got to the end and I can assure you the treasures that you reach by the time you get to the end of that book are so worth it. But life gets in the way, right? And it happens to all of us. And maybe we don't have that same level of accountability on our own. So here we go. I'm offering uh, the program, The Artist's Way, where you can actually join in with like-minded artists. And that could be photographers, potters, filmmakers, writers, dancers, anything along the creative lines. And you can jump in and run with us uh, with a gorgeous community online each week where we meet live. And so today what I want to do is just pick up a thread uh, that is in the Artist's Way book, um, which I think was really worth exploring a bit further because one of the things that is super helpful to deal with is the toxic patterns that we cling to that might block our creative flow. So, you know, every creative person has a myriad of ways to block creativity. It just feels out counterintuitive in a way, doesn't it? I mean, we know we're creative. We might like to create, uh, or we certainly like the outcomes of creating, and yet at the same time we can be battling extraordinary blocks to that very process. Seems strange, but I know for myself personally and for many other artists, that's exactly what happens. And there are often some kind of favoured blocks, if you like, some of the things that we will do regularly as a habit or a pattern to avoid the challenge of creating whatever that is that we are creating at the time. And I'm just going to run through today a few of those common patterns, some of the things I see happen to people a lot, some of the ways they avoid what they you know, say they want to be doing uh, in the studio or, or wherever, uh, and then let's see what we can do about it today, some tips and tricks to try and get us through some of those toxic patterns. So the first one that I'm going to mention today is actually food. Yes, you can use food to block energy, to block creativity, to block change. It could be, you know, diverting to the sweet foods to lift your mood. It could be overeating. Uh, it might even be undereating. Using food to avoid creative time, creative energy, creative engagement is surprisingly common. And I guess, you know, 
for most of us, food is such a readily available, apparent mood lifter. And so easy enough, isn't it, to see how we can go to that to use that as a regular block over our creative flow. Of course, it tends to have some side effects. <laughs> Adding weight, of course, can be one of those things, but generally it can leave your energy sometimes pretty low and lethargic in the end, especially if we're going for some of those sweet, less healthy kind of foods to perk ourselves up when it, it basically isn't going to be such a useful tool if we want to unblock, unblock from the toxic patterns that, that we might be in. So keep your eye out. That might be one of the blocks you're using or um, you are just starting to get aware that you're using. The second block I've seen a lot of, of course, alcohol, alcohol slash drugs. Well, we all know that that can create a very distracted state and interfere with uh, the clarity that you might need to really engage fully in your creative life. I guess, again, it's avoidance, isn't it? And it's a distraction. And of course, with drugs and alcohol, you're very directly changing your mood state. You're changing your state of consciousness. Again, why would we want to do that? I mean, my short answer to that is it avoids pain and it avoids challenge. It avoids some uncomfortable risks. And as artists, of course, you know, we we are often working in the realm of something unknown or risky. We're trying new things. We're trying different ways of seeing things. We're risking sharing that beyond the walls of our studio. So it can be a, a pretty challenging thing to be engaged in. And alcohol and drugs are a very immediate and quick way that we can change and avoid that state of anxiety. And the thing that we're, you know, feeling we're getting confronted by if we actually start engaging in our creative work. Very, very common. Okay, the third one and my personal favorite uh, is work or workaholism. So, you know, the deal, all the must do's, all this, I'm so busy, I've got no time kind of situations where it's clearly another block to our creativity. It's clearly something that we are using again to avoid the engagement with the creative work. Um, and it's such a socially acceptable one. You know, people really go, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I'm so busy too. Um, or you must be so busy. You know, we almost kind of pat ourselves on the back for the busyness um, as if that's some kind of achievement. And I, I think that can often be an avoidance, an avoidance of turning up. You know, turning up to to the commit to the exhibition, turning up to commit to the studio time, turning up to commit to learning, creating, all those things we need to turn up. Certainly when we get engaged in our to-do lists, perfect way to avoid it and it's quite acceptable for many. Okay, the fourth and final thing that I see as one of those top preferred toxic patterns that we might cling to is the good old self-critic. Many of you I know are very familiar with this. So it's that situation when as soon as a creative thought pops up, um, bang, in goes the critic and up goes the fear. And again, in The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron addresses this regularly throughout the book with some fantastic little tasks uh, and challenges to complete to deal with some of that inner critic, that self-critic. And it's just a must. One must learn as a creative person how to deal with that self-critic. 
I think it's probably a little bit of a fantasy to think that one day you're going to be free, free of that self-critic. I I don't know whether that's exactly what we're after anyway. I mean, the self-critic can often drive us to work a little harder, drive us to explore something different or you know, undo something, destroy something we've done to make something better. You know, that can be the positive side of the self-critic. But probably what most people find the most difficult thing, of course, is that they, they just don't get going. Like I said, as soon as that creative thought pops up of a new idea or a new way of, of trying something, putting something together, uh, you know, in it'll come and, and close everything down. And so that's one of the biggest blocks one of the biggest things. And we have to learn to deal with that. We simply can't give in to that because otherwise we don't tend to make anything. I mean, a self-critic, if you think about it, really is about self-protection. You know, the self-critic doesn't want you to be embarrassed. The self-critic doesn't want you to feel shame. So it operates in our minds as a way to protect ourselves. Of course, when that's too strong and goes too far, it ends up being a block, and that's that's where you can come undone. So I think in all these things, in a funny way, what we're trying to do is meet our need for certainty. You know, we want to feel certain in life. So whichever block you might be using, think of it as a way that your brain is trying to create some sense of certainty in your life. Unfortunately, for the things I've mentioned, and there's plenty of other potential habits and blocks that you might be engaged in, unfortunately, of course, that doesn't go down too well when we want to actually call ourselves artists, creative people, because we need to live in the realm of the unknown, the risky, the you know, the whole creative thing is is often incredibly uncertain. So while we're trying to have certainty, a sense of certainty, because that's a human need, we're working in an opposite direction often when we're being creative, and there we have a real dilemma. I think becoming aware of what your typical blocks are um, and challenging those in ourselves is a really good way to start to shift things. So let's think about the, the tips I have in terms of how we can start doing that. One of the I guess it's kind of obvious, but one of the important things I think to do is to stop fighting the anxiety. In other words, engage with it. Engage, if you like, in a dance with it instead of spending your energy trying to push it away. Just expect that a lot of your creative process is going to feel somewhat anxious or at least at the beginning before you get in the flow of making whatever you're making you're going to likely have some anxiety. Some people don't, and that's fantastic. Many people do. And I think one of the problems is that you kind of, people wait until they think they're going to feel less anxious or feel no anxiety, and that'll be the moment they can start creating. I don't believe it's like that for a lot of people. I think it's about feel the the anxiety, you know, and create anyway. Get used to it being alongside you and get on with the job. The next tip that I would suggest is a fun exercise. Don't ask the question, what am I doing this for? That's just your logical brain trying to kick in and again, a bit like the inner critic, protect you, like suggest that you know this isn't useful or this isn't going to be any good or this is going to end up in the recycling bin. Just enjoy some fun time for no other reason in your studio space or your creative place. 
try and spend a little bit of time perhaps doing that quite intentionally each day or each time that you are having your creative time. Just use some of the time to just play around a little bit. You know, play and freedom and joy and lack of expectation is enormously important in terms of fueling your creative flow. And to get Again, recommended in the book, The Artist's Way, you know, that, that freeing up of our creative space and, and being free of a judgment of that is incredibly important to dealing with some of the blocks. Okay. I would also, going back to the blocks, consider, um, as Julia Cameron speaks about, what's the payoff? What is the payoff for this blocking behavior that I engage in? My particular flavor in terms of the block I do regularly. What is it really about? Get really clear on this and then weigh up what it's costing you creatively. What is it actually costing you? And I'm not just talking about financially here. You know, there are costs in so many levels when we are creative people and we're not engaging in our creative life. So what are your blocks? How do they operate? When do they occur? How do you fight them? What do you do to deal with them? And what are they actually costing you are super important things. The final thing I'm going to mention on this is a, a little trick that I think is incredibly helpful and someone taught it to me one day and I've used it so many times successfully and that is to choose some small action steps to take. So I challenge you now, wherever you are listening into this episode to think or write down if you can three small action steps that you can take today that you know would make a difference so a difference to the block that you're experiencing a difference to increasing your energy you know whenever we have a sense of progress no matter how small we will lift our mood and increase our energy so three small action steps that you can take Focus on getting those done. I think you'll notice an enormous shift in your energy, enormous relief perhaps, or you know, just a sense of achievement. And as I said, you know, a little bit of progress will really go a long way to dealing with the repeated loop of blocks, of creative blocks, of those repeated habits that are keeping you stuck where you are. So that's my tips for today. And many thanks for tuning in again to this Creative Life podcast. I really appreciate all the lovely listeners to the podcast. If you want to connect more with us, with me, the Facebook group from the easel is a fantastic resource and community of really active, warm, friendly artists. So please come and join us on Facebook there. Otherwise, come and work with me directly. I run the Artist's Way 12-step program to unblocking your creativity following the wonderful work of Julia Cameron, and we do all of that live and have a fantastic time. Or tune in to the Art Activator, which is a monthly subscription where you get access to me and a dynamic group of supercharged artists that are driven to really improve and grow their career artistic career we have a facebook group we have masterclass videos tips and tricks and basically i share anything and everything that might help you on your journey to success love to have you in either of those or any of those forums so please do look all that up find some information on my website www.felicityoconnor.com that's f-e-l-i-c-i-t-y-o-c-o-n-o-r and you can find out everything you need to know 
about From the Easel, the Artist's Way programs, and the Art Activator program, and I'd love to see you in any or all of those things. Until next time, it's bye from me. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, felicityoconnor.com, and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.